I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Lubin, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors. Took down the New York Knicks by a score 128 to 92. This game was never close from start to finish. The Knicks, who, you know, they're the Knicks. Like, no one expects anything of the Knicks. This is a you know, a comically inept team and they're playing on the second end of a back to back and they're basically tanking for Zion. There's nothing else that they want to do this year. They want to lose every single game. Um and yet even for for their standards, this was a bad, bad performance who look I wouldn't say that the Knicks um received favor from the officials, but uh I think honestly the 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 referees kind of took pity on the Knicks tonight because they gave them thirty two free throws to supplement an otherwise horrendous effort from the Knicks offensively. They shot 33% from the field and 22% from deep, and uh, they were just as bad defensively. The Raptors were just getting anything they wanted. It was just one, two, three passes in a row, and the Knicks would be giving up a wide-open three or a layup. And um, Yeah, I mean, the Knicks, they, they were bad. And this was after, you know, probably their best game of the season, Um in terms of just uh, the elation that came out of Mario Hazonia blocking LeBron James at the buzzer at MSG, LeBron sizing up Hazonia, you thought it was going to be another one of those game three against OG Ananobi, you know, leaning towards the left, floating bank shots to win it at the buzzer. But no, it was Mario Hazonia blocking LeBron. That's how much uh, LeBron has fallen over the last uh, calendar year or so. But uh, yeah, the Knicks, they showed none of that fight today against the Raptors. The Raptors had... 73 points at halftime, uh, and uh, the Knicks, they just they didn't show any fight. They started the third quarter. The Raptors got an 8 nothing run in the first minute of the third quarter. David Fisdale was disgusted. He pulled a Greg Popovich and benched all five starters, brought in a fresh five. And what did that fresh five do? They gave up another 10-2 run. The Raptors, um, you know, they just they steamrolled the Knicks. And this is a Raptors team that didn't have Kawhi Leonard, who was Load managing the second out of a back-to-back. They didn't have Serge Ibaka, who was serving the third game of his three-game suspension. Um, but uh, the Raptors just rolled over the Knicks. Now, before I go into the many positives that went into this performance, because the Raptors, you know, despite the fact that it was really poor opposition, um, you know, they were very, very impressive in their own right. And the Raptors deserve a lot of credit for what they did. However, the biggest story coming out of this game was that Kyle Lowry, um, you know, injured now his right ankle. He had just missed the last two games prior to this one, uh, after he suffered a left ankle injury against the Cavaliers. Uh, and now in this game, in the third quarter with about five minutes and 15 seconds left, Kyle's going up for a rebound with, uh, Nick's rookie Mitchell Robinson, who was in foul trouble all night. That guy just, he's promising he could really block shots. He's really athletic. Um, but you know, he's also very foul prone. He's like a young Amir Johnson with, with actual, uh, hops and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, he, Robinson just decided to randomly contest for a rebound with Kyle after Kyle had already secured the ball. So, and he was already turned up the court and, um, you know, maybe it was, 
just a moment of frustration for Robinson. Maybe he was trying to show some hustle and effort to impress his coach, who, like I said earlier, had benched his entire starting lineup because they gave no effort whatsoever. Um, but, uh, yeah, Robinson decides to dive across Lowry's body and uh, ended up rolling over both his uh, ankles. Um, it was the right ankle that got injured after you know Kyle had missed two games with the left ankle. Kyle immediately is down on the, fl- uh, the ground. He's pounding the floor. It's... You know, very scary scenes for a second. He does eventually limp to the locker room, and it seems like, at least for the moment, that the Raptors have avoided any serious injuries, although I'm sure the Raptors will do more tests after tonight. The initial prognosis from Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN was that uh, the injury was, quote-unquote, not believed to be serious. Um, However, you know, Kyle admitted after the game that he's very, very sore, and, you know, chances are pretty good that he'll miss some time, and it's disappointing they'll miss some time because the Raptors really only have two more, you know, actual uh, competitive games left on the schedule. If you look at the rest of the Raptors schedule, they're playing a lot of teams that are basically 500 or worse and the rest of the season. The only two games that are actually of any value are probably the next two against Oklahoma City where they're playing a back and uh, a home and home, um, you know, one first in OKC on Wednesday and then a Friday uh in Toronto and and those two games really uh were going to be looked at as sort of you know measuring stick games how do the raptors look heading into the playoffs because that's that's literally about it the rest of the schedule was like playing the bulls the knicks the knicks the magic like it's just you know throwaway game charlotte um but uh yeah i mean it's unfortunate. I, I, I doubt Kyle plays in any of the two OKC games. Maybe, uh, I, I think definitely not the next one on the road. That one, it's going to be on national television, but I, just the way Kyle rolled his ankles and um, how much he was limping after the game and stuff like that, I just don't think that uh, that's entirely realistic. And I'm not even sure if the next one is realistic either, even the one uh, at home on Friday. But hopefully Kyle is okay because, look, Kyle you know, is the straw that stirs the drink. He is the Raptors. Um, not the most important player, but the most impactful in terms of just, um, he's by far the best passer on the team. Uh, he makes so many little plays that, um, you know, helps connect the rest of the players. Uh, he sets the, you know, the pace for the team. He's been the Raptors best three point shooter over the last couple of weeks here. He's really come alive with the three ball today. He was, uh, five and nine from deep. So that's, you know, it's sort of Kyle's been after struggling for with his shot when he had a bad back in December, he's been really good from three-point land as well. So it's just really disappointing. And overall, it's just disappointing for the team that, um, you know, they just can't seem to get everyone healthy at once, right? They finally get Fred back. Fred looks amazing. Fred is playing great basketball today. Fred Van Bleet, 13 points, 12 assists on 5-9 and nine shooting in 28 minutes, plus 33. Like, he was, he was really, really good. And he was obviously really good against Detroit as well in his first game back. And... You had just hoped that, you know, look, with Serge coming back from injury, no more back-to-back, so Kawhi's probably playing the rest of the year. Um, you just you were just really looking forward to seeing the Raptors at full strength, get some chemistry, get some continuity, and then all of a sudden you get Mitchell Robinson randomly diving for a ball where, honestly, Kyle even said that the play was a little bit dirty. And when you look at the replay, I wouldn't necessarily go as far as say dirty, but it was definitely reckless and, and completely unnecessary. The Knicks were down... 34 points at the time. What are you doing at that point fighting for a rebound that you lost? Other than it's just fake hustle, really. It's just fake hustle. And it ended up costing the Raptors, um, 
you know, some time in terms of Kyle Lowry's health. There was some immediate reaction uh, in terms of, uh, you know, Nick Nurse leaving Kyle in the game during that moment. Uh, and some people were saying that uh, Nurse should have had Lowry out. Obviously, that's easier, you know, said in hindsight. But also, it's not unusual for a player to still be in the game with five minutes left in the third quarter. Now, the game was out of reach, for sure. It wasn't like Nick was... Um, trying to preserve any victory. It wasn't anything like that. But, I mean, you know, players got to get their minutes. And really, it looked like Nick was about to call timeout. I mean, usually about five minutes left. That's usually where you would call the first timeout, uh, you know, just to sort of, you know, just even just a TV timeout. Like, it's just that would usually be the time for that. And, um, you know, I I guess Nick was waiting to see what Kyle was going to do, bringing the ball up the floor. And it was just unfortunate that that play happened. But, look, Kyle had played 26 minutes. This was not Nick Nurse being reckless. This was just, you know, stuff happens, right? This is just unfortunate. Accidents happen, and um, it's just unfortunate. But uh, I don't think you could put any blame on Nick Nurse. As for the actual play itself by the Raptors, so like I said earlier, there are a lot of positives in this game. Uh, The Raptors matched a season high with 36 assists. They had previously recorded that same total against the Charlotte Hornets, who they're going to see this weekend. Um, a lot of that was the starting unit. The starting unit was incredible. Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet together, the two point guards playing in the two point guard lineup, recorded 20 assists. Uh, and then you got Pascal Siakam with five. Marcus Gasol was making a lot of great passes. Um, even the guys off the bench were doing a good job of setting people up. Um, and it was just a night where the Raptors just completely eviscerated the Knicks. And look, like I said, the Knicks were just embarrassing themselves tonight. Um, but the Raptors still played really good basketball. They, they moved really well. They're very unselfish. Um, one thing you definitely notice when Kawhi is not in the game is just that the ball movement, you know, goes up. It's, and it's nothing against Kawhi. It's not like he's holding this team back or anything like that. It would be completely ridiculous to say that Kawhi has been incredible. But Kawhi is a guy who likes to, you know, survey the floor. He likes to size up his man. And he's always going to get a good shot, right? And, and you, there's no complaints about giving Kawhi a bunch of shots and he's going to give you 27 points on like 50% shooting that you will take that any day of the week. Um, but you know, when he's not in the game, it really does put an, uh, an imperative on the Raptors to play that different style. And, um, you know, they have consistently done that. You take uh, Kawhi out who does stop the ball. Admittedly, he's, he's not a ball stopper, right? It's not like a Carmelo Anthony situation, but he does stop the ball like most great players do. Uh, and you replace that with a second player, point guard in Fred Van Vliet, who's also looking to make plays. And this is the kind of the result you get, right? Like you get, um, you know, a lot of passes being made, a lot of great sequence, a lot of open threes. The Raptors shot 17 of 40 from deep. Remember early in the season when the Raptors couldn't hit any threes at all? Like this is, this is a nice, nice, um, bit of regression to the mean for the, for Raptors team that does have a lot of good shooters on it. Van Vliet coming back really does help the Raptors. He has been money from deep. He's always been a really good catch and shoot three point guy. Van Vliet, I thought, actually uh, was the most impressive player for the Raptors tonight just because, uh, you know, he showed some off-the-dribble stuff. Like, I mean, you know, Mitchell <laughs> Mitchell got embarrassed early in the game when he got switched on the Van Vliet. Van Vliet sort of crossed him up, had an opportunity to step back for the three, but instead, um, you know, he takes Mitchell off the dribble and then uses his body to shield uh, himself from the shot blocker while finishing uh, with a lefty floater. And it was... A very, very nice move. Very impressive. 
Uh, and that actually gave Mitchell his third foul in five minutes in basically the first quarter. So um, Van Vliet was great, and he has consistently been, um, you know, uh, well, maybe not consistently because it's only been two games. But, you know, in the two games back, it's really illustrated how much the Raptors have missed him, and hopefully he can keep this form because, he look, he looks way healthier, right? Like Van Vliet, part of the reason why he was disappointing early in the season was that he was battling a couple of minor injuries. You know, he had – uh, like a bad back, he had some bad fingers. Like it was, you know, it was just really banged up. And I think, you know, uh, missing basically the past month to recover from that thumb injury has really allowed him to sort of get healthy and get right. And it's also a credit to Fred that you know he's kept himself in shape. His conditioning is very good for a guy that has missed a month, and that speaks to his professionalism that he was able to keep up and maintain his uh, condition after missing all these games. So Van Vliet was great. If I had to give up three stars, Van Vliet would be the number one star tonight. 13 points, 12 assists, like I said earlier. 5 of 9 shooting, 2 of 4 from deep. Uh, second star, I got to give that to Kyle Lowry, who did play really well before he got hurt. 15 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists. I mean, it's the usual Kyle stuff. He does so many things for this team. Um, the three-point shooting is really promising. I just really hope that he's healthy because it would really be a shame if Kyle uh, went down in, in such a – meaningless game to be honest and then thir- the third star in terms of who else was impressive i mean pascal siakam had a great game and he's totally deserving of it um pascal was sort of you know very quietly hit a bit of a bump in the road although i'm very confident he could turn it around pascal was great today got a lot of transition buckets you know hit, hit a corner three uh you know him and van vliet together are, are just they all they know how to play together there's a very nice two-man combination between siakam and uh and van vliet but I really want to highlight Jeremy Lin, and uh, you know, mostly that's because Jeremy has been struggling really badly as a Raptor. Just um, he's been a disappointment, uh, and um, you know, it wasn't like expectations were sky high. I don't think people were expecting Lin sanity to be replicated by any means, but the expectation was that he was going to come in and be a serviceable backup because that's what he has done, right? He's been that his entire career. He's been a decent player off the bench, uh, especially offensively, and he just hasn't been able to do that with the Raptors. Today, I mean, again, it was against the Knicks, so that's a big caveat, but Jeremy Lin finishes with 20 points and 7-11 shooting, hits a three, gets the free throw line seven times, um, and he did all that in 27 minutes. And this is probably his most impressive performance as a Raptor. Um, I think what this game really showed was that Lin is very effective going to the basket, and he had a lot of opportunities today with the floor space and also with the Knicks defense that just, quite honestly, just wasn't interested. But Lin was able to get to the basket, he was able to finish, and um, he was able to show what actually makes him a valuable player. Now, is he going? Is this game going to change anything in terms of his place in a playoff rotation? I don't think so. I really do think that if Kyle and Van Vliet are healthy, and hopefully they both are, then they're going to just cover all 48 minutes at point guard and also some minutes at backup shooting guard as well. Both Van Vliet and Larry can play off the ball. And there kind of just isn't too much of a need for Lynn um, to play any minutes, really, at least any significant minutes. But, I mean, it's never a bad thing if Lynn can rediscover his form. He does bring an element of um, the attack off the dribble and going to the basket that, you know, quite honestly, Lowry and Van Vliet don't always have. Um it's not like Van, Larry and Van Vliet can't drive to the basket. I mean, I just described how, you know, Van Vliet had that impressive layup over Mitchell Robinson. Um, and obviously, Larry can be a bulldog and get to the basket and stuff. But Lynn does have the ability. He's a, he's a bigger than both um, Larry and Van Vliet in terms of his height. And he does have a quicker first step where he can actually get to the rim and finish. But um, 
But yeah, I mean, realistically, I think the Raptors would prefer players who can shoot. And uh, Lowry and Van Vliet are two of the Raptors' best shooters. And Lynn, quite honestly, has proven to be one of the Raptors' worst. Um, but, you know, again, it's it's good to see Lynn get his confidence. And who knows, man? You never know. In a playoff series, a guy gets into foul trouble. You All of a sudden, you might have to dust off Jeremy Lynn. You might have to rely on him to hold the fort down for like three, four minutes at a time. And Jeremy's a hard worker. He's going to work through his struggles. And, um, and, and, and if he does that, then he will be a nice piece for the Raptors to have because – realistically his talent is such that he should be more productive than he would have shown so far and hopefully there's more games like today in the coming uh weeks before the playoffs a couple other things to note in terms of uh the raptors i thought gasol uh, did a really good job of going to uh, the paint today um typically gasol you know will hang around the perimeter and he did take five threes in 22 minutes that's great he needs to keep shooting those threes um but i thought gasol was able to creep inside a couple of times. Van Vliet did a really good job running pick and roll, sort of getting past his man, uh, trapping his defender behind his back, creating a two-on-one situation, forcing the help, and then dishing off to Gasol for a couple of finishes. It's just nice for Gasol to mix it up a little bit because he doesn't want to. You don't want to exclusively make him like, you know, a Brook Lopez type where he's only going to shoot threes and he's not effective inside. You know, he's not doing much inside. Like you want Gasol to be able to do both, and he has the talent to do both. And uh, I do prefer him in the pick and roll more than him in the post because outside of passing out of the post, Gasol doesn't really bully anyone in the post and then get to the rim for an easy shot or dunk on somebody. Like for the most part, Gasol is doing a turnaround fadeaway and it's not necessarily a very efficient shot. So getting him in motion to the basket uh, in the pick and roll scenario just gives him an easier shot and also, you know, gives the Raptors another option where you got someone attacking the rim. So uh, I want to see more of that from Gasol. I just generally want to see more offense from Gasol, but I thought Gasol was very good today. Um, Danny Green was solid as usual. Pascal was great. Uh, OG. OG is probably the other guy I want to highlight. He also really should be in the running for one of the stars, but um, because the Raptors couldn't play Eric Moreland, who got into super quick foul trouble, um, they were pressed into playing... Uh, OG Ananobi at backup center for stretches. Now he was out there with, with Pascal Siakam, but OG was the one guarding DeAndre Jordan on the floor. And if, if that's the case, then I, I would consider you the center if you're guarding the center. So um, OG did a really good job with that. Now, granted, DeAndre Jordan is not a very good post player, even though he tries to, but uh, he tried to post up. <laughs> DeAndre Jordan was 0 of 2 tonight. Oh, I didn't even see that. But yeah, he was 0 of 2, and both times he was trying to post up OG and, and OG, you know, didn't give up any ground in the post. We already know that OG is a very versatile defender. That's a large part of what makes him an attractive uh, prospect for the Raptors um, because, you know, he's shown, even as a rookie last year, there were times where he was switching on to Anthony Davis, switching on to Al Horford, and really holding his own. And he's really, really strong for a wing player. He's, um, he's got very thick and powerful legs. And, um, you know, he's also got good length as well. People forget that he has a seven foot plus wingspan as a wing player. And so he can contest shots. And I thought OG was great in terms of just his post defense. He's also really good. He, uh, as the center, you do have help defense responsibilities, and uh, he came up with two blocks at the basket. Um, so good night for OG overall. And then also, I mean, he missed a couple of open threes, but he was very effective inside, a lot of hustle. Um, he also was able to work the pick and roll and get a couple of buckets that way. So great night for OG, 14 points, three rebounds, also playing backup center. Like that's that's impressive for a second-year player to randomly start playing backup center and, and do a good job of it. So Good night for the Raptors overall. Hopefully for the best for Kyle Lowry. 
in terms of the Gerald Henderson Award, which uh, if you don't, if you weren't familiar with the podcast, um, the previous iterations of this podcast, Gerald Henderson Award is given to the opposing player who normally is a very quiet, unassuming guy, but uh, has randomly come alive against the Raptors. Gerald Henderson. It's named after Gerald Henderson because Gerald Henderson was literally just a run-of-the-mill average shooting guard against 29 other teams. But then whenever he played the Raptors, he would turn into some kind of combination of Kobe Bryant and uh, Michael Jordan. Um, so that's why it's named that as Gerald Henderson. Really, there's a good case to be called the Ishmith Award this year because Ishmith has just killed the Raptors. But um, the Gerald Henderson Award tonight goes to Alonzo Trier, who had 22 points on 8 of 14 shooting, uh, 5 of 6 from the free throw line, 31 minutes. Um, Alonzo Trier is... He's he's interesting. Uh, he can definitely score the the ball. I'm not sure if he's uh, more Dion Waiters or more Lou Williams. I'm not quite sure. One of them is a useful bench player. The other guy is kind of a meme. Um, you know, we'll see sort of where Alonzo sort of fits in. But he, I like him. He's very aggressive. He attacks hard. Uh, he plays really hard. Defensively, he doesn't do much. But again, this is a guy who's going to be a bench scorer and he could score. So good game by Alonzo and. Uh, and yeah, that does it for the podcast. Uh, as a reminder, please subscribe to the Raptors Over Everything podcast feed. Um, that's where you will find both the reaction podcasts moving forward. That's going to be published after every game. Uh, and also the Raptors recap podcast, which will be a weekly show that breaks down some of the larger themes. To give you a sneak peek into what's coming with the Raptors recap podcast, uh, tomorrow I'm going to speak with Blake Murphy of The Athletic. And, uh, you know, talk to him about, you know, probably the Kyle Lowry injury and how it affects the team and also just get behind the scenes look at, you know, what's going on in Memphis. I know he's just uh, he's just had a nice profile out there on uh, Jonas Valanciunas and everything that he's doing in Memphis and how his career has really uh, taken another leap uh, since the trade. So Blake's going to be a great uh, a great uh, source of insight for the team. So look forward to that. So again, you can check that out on the Raptors over everything podcast feed. It's going to house multiple shows within that, but just go into your, um, go into your Spotify account, go into wherever you find your podcast, look for Raptors over everything, hit subscribe, uh, and also rate and review as well, please. And, uh, and yeah, thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.